Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we are going to unlock the book, Sam Walton, Made in America. In 1990, to the shock of even its founder Sam Walton, Walmart's profits reached $1 billion for the very first time, representing a colossal leap in profits from the $41 million the company made 10 years ago. Wall Street investors were equally shocked, as they continually derided Walmart ever since its listing on the stock market. Even with the company growing so fast, they still claimed that Walmart would never be able to keep going with such a business model after it reached $1 billion in sales. When Walmart reported annual profits of $1 billion, they started to say that everything would fall apart at $10 billion because you just couldn't manage a company that big with so few down-home management philosophies. As you can see, the supposed Wall Street experts embarrassed themselves time and time again. Under Walton's leadership, Walmart became the world's largest retailer by 1990. Many statistics prove its massive scale of influence. At one point, every week Walmart welcomed almost 40 million customers into its stores. 135 million men's underwear, 136 million women's underwear and 280 million pairs of socks were sold in a single year. A mere quarter of the fishing lines sold by Walmart in the United States are 600,000 miles long and can circle the earth 24 times. Walton's next goal was to develop Walmart into the best retailer in the world, period. It didn't necessarily still have to be the largest, but it had to be the best. However, life had other ideas. At the age of 72, he was diagnosed with a type of bone cancer called multiple myeloma. Fortunately, he faced down the disease just as he faced every other challenge in his life, with optimism and hard work. Within a year of the diagnosis, he was still doing the rounds at Walmart stores around the country. It wasn't until his mobility finally became limited that he put his career aside and began writing this book. During the writing process, he was as rigorous as ever. Whenever he was unsure of something, he would source the person involved to double-check facts with them, before recording it in the book. As a result, this autobiography isn't a one-man show. Instead, much like Walmart's company culture where everyone not only earns money but feels like a valued part of the company's success, this autobiography is a story with several key players. In his memoirs, Walton looked back on his life and confirms that it was only due to his love of retail that he was able to find its essence, the less you charge, the more you'll earn. His success was synonymous with his unique outlook and character, the importance of cherishing every penny, getting the basics right, loving what you do, as well as maintaining core competitiveness and a curious and positive attitude to life. Although his success cannot be matched, it can be emulated. Next, we will elaborate the main contents of this book in three parts. Part 1, A Frugal Upbringing. Part 2, Journey to Becoming the Richest Man in the United States. Part 3, Continued Entrepreneurship Despite Huge Success. Part 1, A Frugal Upbringing In October 1985, Forbes crowned Walton as America's richest man. Walton was little known by newspapers and television reporters at the time. 
They didn't know where he was born, where he lived, what he did, or how he became America's wealthiest individual. The paparazzi seemed more focused on competing with each other to see, who would be the first to capture his extravagant lifestyle in action. However, no matter how much they persisted, the only image they got was of Walton sporting a baseball cap while driving an old small truck with a birdcage behind him. His austere existence despite his massive wealth led to reporters dubbing him a stingy old man. But was Walton really as miserly as they claimed? It is perhaps best to listen to those around Walton. David Glass, CEO of Walmart, went everywhere with Walton for more than 30 years and considered Walton as poor as a church mouse by his appearance. Once, Glass and Walton took a business trip by plane. Walton told Glass that he hadn't brought a penny with him and asked Glass to lend him $20. A manager of one of Walmart's early branches said that every time they accompanied Walton to buy goods, he would only book one or two rooms at a hotel, no matter how many people came on the trip. Once, eight people stayed in a single average-sized room. Walton's brother Bud Walton said, People can't understand why we're still so frugal. They make a big deal about Sam being a billionaire and driving an old pickup truck or buying his clothes at Walmart or refusing to fly first class. It's just the way we were brought up. When a penny is lying out there on the street, how many people would go out there and pick it up? I'll bet I would. And I know Sam would. Frugality was obviously an important value for Walton and this stemmed from his upbringing. Walton was born in the Oklahoman town of Kingfisher in 1918. Growing up during the Great Depression from 1929 to 1933, one of the most difficult periods of American history, taught Walton harsh lessons about life. During this period, the quality of life for Americans was very low. Many farmers lost their lands and countless workers lost their jobs and became homeless. In Walton's childhood, he remembered moving around a lot and his parents struggling to make ends meet. However, the Walton family never regarded themselves as poor. They didn't have much money, but they always tried their best to earn extra dollars here and there. When Walton was about six or seven years old, he started his own newspaper delivery business. Even at such a young age, he tried his best to secure as many orders as possible. He worked in this job right up until university, where he discovered he had a passion for sales. At the same time, Walton also explored new ventures, such as raising and selling rabbits and pigeons. In short, as long as he was making money for his family, he would put all his energy into the endeavor. His enthusiasm for business was strongly influenced by his father. Walton was amazed by his father, Thomas Gibson Walton's ability to trade anything, be it horses, mules, cattle, houses, farms or cars. Walton was impressed by every successful deal his father made. For example, he once traded a watch for a pig so that his family could finally eat pork. His father not only enjoyed doing business, he also liked bargaining. Bargaining with others is often a delicate art, but Walton's father always did it in a friendly manner, which he admired greatly. Walton believed his father had a rare intuition. He always knew how low the other party was prepared to go and could get that price without annoying the other party. Thus, the atmosphere was always kept amicable.
Walton's creative thinking was influenced by his mother. After the Great Depression, his mother, Nan Walton, opened a small dairy store. In addition to supplying milk, she also learned how to make ice cream from milk. Through ice cream, she attracted lots of children to come to the store and thereby increased the family's income. Her innovative thinking had an important impact on Walton's future career. Walton started doing business at a young age and fell in love with it. During that time, he observed his parents' entrepreneurial activities and acquired a passion for commerce. He believed that children should help their families earn money, not just ask their parents for it. He stressed that whilst it isn't easy to earn a dollar yourself, the sense of accomplishment when you do it will feel amazing. It is precisely due to the lessons he learned about how difficult it is to make money, that his frugal attitude to money never changed, despite his billions, he never wanted to waste a cent. Although his attitude towards money sounds stingy, his lifelong frugality laid a solid foundation for his future success. Today, we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.